because, not because we feel like we have to, but because we're going to celebrate! So, uh, with us today, as always, my excellent co-host, Brandon, Brandon Trago, and two of the most beautiful, smartest co-hosts we could ask for. Our wives. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Shannon. I'm Jordan's wife. I'm Melissa, and I am Brandon's wife. Welcome to the podcast. Happy to be here. Yeah. Traditionally, this is where we open our drinks. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I don't... Drink. Who didn't plan for that? You. No one supplied our no, drinks. It's all on your own. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was we are, BYOB. We, are, we didn't know. We are strong independent women. That's so correct. <laughs> so, for those of you that haven't been watching the news, um, at approximately 11:30 p.m. or 11:30 a.m. yesterday, Joe Biden has been announced as the potential winner of the election, essentially making him president-elect Biden. Yes. Yes. Party! And we are very excited. Yeah. We'll be more excited once someone actually concedes, but well, it's not going to happen, though. No. But yeah. The the I say it was a couple. There was it yesterday. The Hill uh, reported like, oh, President Trump hasn't hasn't made a concession speech, and I'm like, well, no shit. Why would he concede? Yeah. Yeah, that's not happening. They they said Kushner's tried to talk to him now. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, we'll see if anything actually comes from that. in law, will you please not make a civil war? Please and thank you. Uh, so much money to be made more, though. So I mean, oh, anywho. Oh man. Good for so, business. How how is how's everybody feeling about it? You know, we're post election now. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. over. It's done. Mm-hmm. We don't have any of that build up anymore. How's everybody feeling? Relieved. Yeah, I'd Honestly. say so. I'd be well relieved in a sense of that that's done, but it's mm-hmm. not over. That's what. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. We, we this are, part we are is far over, from over. And that yet. is a relief. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be more relieved once it's January 21st. Correct. Same. <laughs> um, I will be the cautious optimistic. I'm always the person waiting for the last shoe to drop. So, um, I'm excited. I'm just not, I don't know, I'm not convinced yet. Like, that's just yeah. kind of how I operate. Doesn't mean I'm not super excited, though. You're still I, in that phase of, like, it's... Is it, is it really I think so. Like, kind of like an acceptance for me personally, I guess. Like, well, this really is happening. Oh, this is really happening. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yesterday you were kind of like, okay, that's good. Today yeah, that's you're great. a little more up And now I'm like, okay, yeah. 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 Wait, sure. it, it, it's been a work in progress from the beginning, though. Trump has laid this foundation out from the get go in terms of. <laughs> It's a, it's going to be fraud for mail-in voting, yep. and all of my supporters should vote in person, which is basically what we saw happen, right? We saw yeah. a majority of Republicans vote in person, and then majority Democrats vote by mail. Right. Yep. But then he laid the foundation afterwards to say, well, these mail-in votes are all fraud. <laughs> so, and I was thinking about this. Here's my thing. He also has been laying the groundwork for this in a lot of ways from the very beginning of his presidency. So his whole liberal media, fake news, nothing's mm-hmm. real, has actually led people to, for the first time, very publicly question whether or not the media is telling the truth about the election. Right. And yeah. I know personally, I don't think I've ever experienced that before. Like, it might be on some crazy, like, 
QAnon right. style yeah. website about people having conspiracy theories, but this is legitimately people speculating that what what we're seeing in the news isn't true and that our election is a fraud, and that's to me like that's something that he whether it, with intent I guess or not kind of set the stage for from the very beginning with his whole fake news propaganda. Yeah, crap. absolutely. There's it, a good chance he's. Be, he's ruined the reputation of the media almost beyond repair now. I was yeah. going to say that too. Like the, that, it's going to take a whole. The hard time. part is though is, and I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. Is the only way to move forward here is that we obviously have a divided country, and you have to reconcile these issues and differences. Mm-hmm. But how do you reconcile with somebody who, no matter how much evidence, how much facts you present them, and I've used global warming as an example. The science is there. The facts are there. I can show you all day long, but if you just continuously say it's fake, it's fake, it's fake, no matter where I show it to you from, because it's not from your news site and you don't want to believe right. it, how do you turn somebody like that outside of yourself giving in and being like, you know what, dude, fine. It's fine. Yeah. But you're not, we can get any better that way. If we're just continuously talking about that in terms of as long as my opinion is my opinion, my opinion is fact, then there's nowhere to move forward. Right. You said, yeah. Someone that detached from reality can't be brought around. I think there will always be some of that. I mean, I think that's... Hasn't there always been There has, and I think that's the problem now, though. Like you said, though, Trump laid the groundwork for it to be, hey, you guys have a voice now. Yeah. Now you all can say it. The silent majority. But what I'm curious about is, will the outcome of this election, will what I hope will be progress in the future, drive those people back into hiding, so to speak, in the sense of... They're not as vocal. They're not as out with their opinions because yeah. it's not seen as socially acceptable. Because I felt like that's where yeah. we were at in in the era of Obama. Like I felt like it was very yeah. We may have these feelings, but we're not quite so open about it. Right. Like and now it's like a free for all of being openly homophobic and racist. Right. And no one seems it's encouraged. Yeah. yeah. It yeah, is now encouraged. It's encouraged. Right. Now it's something to celebrate. Like yeah, that guy over there, he's just like me. Like. Yeah. What is that? I feel like that's the problem. I've I've said this before. The internet's a mistake. Uh, (laughs) It's given all these people a great chance to like gel together and make a community. And now that they have that, and we really can't take it from them anymore. It's a gift and a curse, though. All the information anybody could ever want is right at your fingertips. But we choose it to use it for our, our own benefits and to take what we want from it. Yeah. Well, we've created an information crisis is what we have, I would yeah. like to call yeah. it. It's, it's, it is. Crisis, it's it's yeah. we're, we're not using critical thinking skills in the right ways or we're calling people on things like we've talked about, opinion versus fact. And and literally, we've blurred that line so hard and the president has blurred that line so hard that, like you said, like recovering from this will be well, how hard is it very to, difficult. Yeah. But because... how, how hard is it to just say anything I want is fake? Right, exactly. I, right. You can show it to me. Oh, it's fake, man. It's against me. So, it's fake. Yeah. so I actually got into a conversation with someone on the internet yesterday. Oh no! <laughs> about this very specific topic, and it was about race, and it was about the fact that Kamala Harris isn't black. Mm. And <laughs> interesting too. And I was like, okay, and they and they're just like, you know, she's well. First they said Caribbean, and I was like, well, that's not a race. And then they said Jamaica because that's where her father is from. And I said, that's also not a race. Like, being black doesn't mean that you, you aren't has Jamaican. nothing to do with America, first of all. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and the same thing for a lot of countries. There, <clears throat> there are black people there because there was slavery existed in other countries as well. Like, mm-hmm. 
And this person just could not possibly understand <laughs> that being Jamaican isn't a race. Like, that's not... And I actually... Le- it's I a nationality. Right. I led Correct. with a, Have you ever filled out an EEO form at a job? Or, or anything like that? Or applying for a job? Like, that's not an option. Like, no. That's, absolutely where not. Where are you seeing that as an option? And that, I mean, it seemed to have at least stopped the commentary back and forth. But I'm like, that's not a... This isn't open for opinion or debate like that's just a fact on yes. paper that's yes. where you're wrong your own right. government, <laughs> that's your where you're wrong and companies you work for report on that data yeah. yes. to federal agencies and you're going to claim that it's no oh, that's not true I, i'd be interested to see on that note though like in baseball where you have a vast majority of white people who play the, the game and the one of the lower percentages is the Afri- african-american population right you have such a, but a lot of it gets skewed up because the Hispanic population, they have like guy like um, David Ortiz, who is from the Dominican Republic mm-hmm. and, but he's, he's black. So where do you, I, I, I'm interested to see how, where they go with it on that mark, because there's a lot of guys like that. There's very few black people who are Americans playing baseball, I would say in comparison. So I, yeah. I don't know how they check their boxes when they do that. As a non-baseball watcher. I will say I have no opinion on that. <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm curious about it. You know what I mean? I mean, I have an opinion. I have an opinion uh, on everything. I was going to say, I know you have an opinion about it. <laughs> um, but, I, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I certainly don't watch baseball. But I do know a lot about people coming, yeah, from the Dominican Republic. Yeah. Yep. Um, to play baseball. I, Not only that, I th- but Cuba, too. Cuba, I, well, I mean, as we've seen, we've talked about our sports ball before. They, ha- I mean, all these teams have camps in these countries. To, to, oh, to yeah. farm these kids when they're like 12, yeah. 13 years old. Cause he, and I remember a kid from the military who um, was, where was he from? Brazil, I think, who was telling me that you, you basically had a choice. Either you played soccer, you played baseball, and that was it. You, you stuck with it forever, and your hope was that you made it. Yeah. Because America would eventually get you. They'd pick you up, and yeah. you'd make money. And Jamaica has their uh, their track team as well. Yeah. Oh, don't well, stop, forget the bobsled. Uh, <laughs> Most important one. Right? Don't even Come on, know no. that I consider Cool Runnings <laughs> one of the best sports movies of all time. Okay, I... Okay. It's right up there with Space Jam. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. I mean, Space Jam is great, I but... I stand by what I claimed. Yeah. <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> I said it. Uh, I so heard. yeah, what else did you read about Kamala Harris? Oh, don't... Are yeah. we going there? Oh, I'm rallying you up. Let's do this. Are we yeah. heading into our yeah. question so, of the day? Yeah, why, you know, why did white suburban women support Trump? And not- oh. They fixed the dishwashers. He sent their husbands back to work. What more do you want? I mean, come on. I'm going to let... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defer to Mel first because I feel like I'm going to get ranty. Yeah. So... That's what this And I'm hoping is. that Mel and I will get ranty here if together. You, <laughs> you are 100% on brand. For we haven't, we haven't gotten off topic one time yet. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> I think there's no simple answer for why white suburban women for Trump. There's not a simple answer. I have a couple of theories, a couple of ideas. Um, I think a lot of that stems from income. One mm-hmm. of the biggest ones is income because if you, in general, you're going to vote Republican if you're a little more well off. I think that is a big one. I think that um, 
Yeah, they they're well, gonna vote I'd for money. Well, they're gonna well, vote where the money is. And, they, and and I mean the and this goes to Brandon and I talk about this all the time, but it goes to what affects you too. I mean, so many people vote on what what affects them. Well, what affects her the most is oftentimes money, and it's not it's not equality. They, she don't care about that. Like yeah. most, of, I mean, not not to be like completely like that, but like for the, in general, it doesn't overly affect her. She can vote. They're, they're she all... can vote. She she's she got money to send her kids to good schools. Like I mean, she's an equal. The, if, if talking about upper income i'm not saying you're all racist at, at all or you know not for equal anything but it is it is a generalization that they maybe you're just a little further away from the issues that a lot of people stood up for in this election you're yeah. they're, they're sitting pretty they don't need they them. are sitting pretty a little bit i think i think it, when your needs are met already i mean that's it's hard to be like yeah you know Maslow's other people yes yeah, sir um I have a couple. That was one of my tips, but you take. I would love to hear yours. A couple of thoughts. What do you? What you got? Um. So I think actually one of the biggest reasons is that we still truly live in a world where, as much as we just said, women have the right to vote and we're allowed to drive cars and do math now. Um. (laughs) That there are a lot. You're welcome. There are a lot of women who genuinely believe that that Donald Trump represents. Their life, their their hus- their own husbands. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a very extreme way. But mm-hmm. I think Donald Trump actually represents what women think they deserve. So he's he's abusive. He gaslights. He he absolutely doesn't um, doesn't stand for women's rights in any way, shape, or form. And I think it's this weird, like, combination of things that unfortunately we have been taught time and time again are. Or what we should expect and, to some extent, deserve. Like, like, I feel like... And I'm not saying that that's a conscious decision, by the way. That women no. are consciously saying that. But I think subconsciously, it's it's a lot of women who think that that what he did is okay. That boys will be boys. And this is just normal man behavior. And they're not surprised by any of it. But the, the, the real fact is, yeah, that, that might be true, but... It's like telling it's like telling someone to get out of an unhealthy relationship. I was just gonna say, like, like, almost like mm-hmm. you're, they're they're unconsciously in an abusive relationship yes. and mm-hmm. cannot get out. Except it's with the president, <laughs> like, or your senators, or, or the patriarchy in general. Or the patriarchy in general. Well, it's a problem yeah. with America, though. I, We're afraid of change. Well, and I think that that goes back to the fact that there's also still a lot of women who don't identify themselves as feminists, and mm-hmm. and a lot of those women tend to be upper class white women yeah a lot of the time they don't define themselves as feminists they see themselves as having the same rights as men and so that's how they that's how they define themselves and so um i think that that psychologically that is definitely a part of it i also think that those are the same women who from time to time don't vote for their own interests, but actually mm-hmm. are voting for the interests of their husbands. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that too. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? Like Absolutely. they're voting for who their husband thinks that they should vote for. And I mean, I know I've personally know people who have done that. Well, my husband says, or yeah. my, you know, and I'm just like, that's great. But I mean, my husband may say too, and I'll be like, well, you're fucking wrong. Or so, even a parent, like, a, a parent. Right? I know a yeah. lot of people who vote like their parents. An authority, um, figure, an authority yeah. figure of some sort. It could be, yeah, it could be any kind of mentor. The, there are people who have a lot of influence on others and, and we don't even know it. You're, you, you're very much just, 
unfortunately, unconscious to it. Yep. Agreed. Well, that's why I try to talk to Kate the shop. I know. Yeah. I know he has an opinion, and I have an opinion, but maybe I can slightly influence his decision in some way or another without yelling at him and creating an argument. Right. You know, hear what he has to say and take what he's got to say. I sure there are things we're going to agree on. I there are things we're going to disagree, and if I can pose it in a different way than you've heard without being you know, yelling at you or screaming at you, maybe I can sway your decision a little bit. I actually think um, building off of that, like you're talking about a young man in your shop, but even to bring it back to white women and why they voted Trump, I think another part of that is just like not engaged in, in understanding this political world, understanding the issues, understanding on a deeper level. Like if you, if you are, you know, high class and, and you're good, like maybe you aren't, you know, necessarily engaged in all of the issues. Again, you're separated yeah. from the issues. You know, well, like it, you guys, but also. but with the right person to talk to them. Yeah, it's it's just the right person to well pe- paint that picture for and them. It's it's less about in. So my focus is always it's less about influencing someone else's decision, and it's more about getting that person to really think critically about about let's talk about your sources and let's talk about how you came to that decision or your information. How can I help this person figure out how they need to get themselves where they need to be? Sure. And I say this as someone who spent a lot of years very influenced by the people in my life. Like I, I was very influenced by my parents and I was very influenced by people around me. Um, you know, I went through a phase in my life where I wasn't involved with a, <clears throat> I don't know what the word I would use for it, but a church. Um, and that you can say religious organization. Sure. Called whatever you want to call it. Um, this, this church in particular. And I'm always amazed at like how much those types of organizations have an influence on people. And it's not about telling them to go out and find information for themselves. It's about listen to, we've done that part for you. We have it's the like answers. A, yeah. It's like a pre-made decision, right? Like, <laughs> Like, if you buy a prefab home or a, or a pre-made meal, it's like a pre-made decision for you. If you just heat it up and it's done. Here's what we think you should believe and here's why. And so I think, too, as you see a lot of a lot of suburban white women who attend church, that organizations like that and other organizations, too, play a part in influencing their decisions. And what I'm more focused on is how do I get these women to think for themselves and realize that they're actually voting against their best interests and instead like to really open the world up to themselves and their friends and their groups to make decisions for themselves. I know. Now I know you get after me a bit for uh, commenting on people's stuff on Facebook and being overly political, but uh, to the same point that Brandon and you were making, like just get people like, Hey, here's a different perspective. You may not have thought about. Yes. That's, you know, I apologize to everyone on Glenn Grothman's page. That's why I do that. Just so you know that I live in this district too. I'm, you know, and I don't agree with everything he says. Oh, absolutely, yeah. No, I, and we talked about it today, though. It's about, part of it is understanding people, though, and who you're talking to and how to get through to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if it's, everybody takes information differently and they take um, being talked to differently. So if you know how that person receives information and you can mm-hmm. best give it to them, it goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Is this our plug for communication skills? Yeah. I think Might you know how I feel about Go that. for it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think that's true, though. It's no different than when you're talking to your kids or whatever. Like, everybody's different. Everyone, you know, some some people you have to be really calm and chill with, and some people want to get heated and have a conversation, and some people just want to absorb. It's whatever works for everybody. Right. Yeah. 
right. Yeah. All right. So let's see if we can do a quick little scan of some more news. Did you run a deep dive for this week? Oh, I mean, I do have a deep dive question. But oh, okay. All right. All right. I just wasn't sure if you did one or not. Oh, no, no, no. I, well, the question's going to be posed to our guests. All right. And they'll like. essentially do the work for us. <laughs> oh, goody. It's oh, my favorite. Well, that sounds typical. That sounds very familiar. Just kidding. Whoa. I said not just kidding. Particularly. Just wow. patriarchy in general. <laughs> Why not use it to our advantage when we can? Umbrella term. Umbrella term. <laughs> I, am, I am offended. I was, if I may, to bring oh, up... You may oh, not. Shit. Uh, George W. Bush congratulates President-elect Joe Biden, says the election was, quote, fundamentally fair, and is also, quote, the outcome is clear. I uh, uh, love that George W. But Classic this poses guy. the issue again, though. You have you have three different groups right now. You have Republicans, you have Democrats, and you have a cult. <laughs> Trumpers, you're saying Trumpers. Trumpers, yes. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, I would it's it's Trumpets, mostly because I think that they find that offensive. And that's a fair point too. <laughs> what, but whatever we may be, whatever we may call them, it's, it's I, I think a feminine vibe to it, and yeah. they just don't care. For I think it's I think it's very so clear that there are three <laughs> distinct groups right now. It is not just Republicans and oh, Democrats yeah. this I year. Think that's it totally is. Fair. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They're we're, we're I, fast. I, yeah. I want to do shout out the true Republicans that are going to be adults here and they are yeah. going to say, let's move on. Let's do this. Let's, Absolutely. let's keep the, the passion for government alive. Let's keep this democracy right. going because I think there is a lot of people we might accidentally pigeonhole into the Trumper category and I don't think that's fair. Because um, I think there are some really good people that are are going to move on. Do they still want to count all the votes? Do they still want to wait this part out? Of course. But I think... Which is um, fair. Right. I, I mean, we did the exact same thing oh, when yeah. he was elected. And yeah. I respect that. What I don't respect is the the name calling oh, and yeah. no the talent. just the, the crap. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just the truth. The crap. I actually saw a bunch of videos um, on TikTok and things like that. Um, platforms like that where it was actually Trump supporters taking down their Trump stuff and saying, you know what? It is what it is. We we accepted it, you know, when Barack Obama was elected, even though we weren't happy about it. Yeah. Like we expected you to to accept it when Trump was elected and you didn't like it and now it's time for us yeah. to take our stuff down. This is our grown up stuff. Right. Like this is grown-ups. being a grown up. Mm-hmm. This is being a grown up. And, and if they want to peacefully protest and march in the street that's not gonna yes. that's not gonna happen though well you know <laughs> I, I did i thought of chickens before they had no that's right it, it, I, I saw someone who posted a thing on facebook who said that well, you don't see the trump supporters out there protesting and rioting and i'm like well that's because your president has conceded yet so he still thinks he's got a chance let's wait it out here a minute and see what happens he's he's banking on the supreme court doing him a solid well i mean he did give what three members seats there three members that you were on George W. Bush's legal team Correct. when he yeah. challenged the Florida yep. elections. Yeah. <laughs> but as you've stated, Mel, how much closer was that? 500 votes. 500 and we're talking votes. about 4 million right. versus 500. Right. I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's apples. Back to how many times we've talked about this and the electoral it's, college it's, is a fucking joke. It's not joke. the same The electoral college is a fucking joke. However, <laughs> either way he Can't plays it out, though, there. he has to flip numerous states at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not like we're talking yeah. Florida has to transfer over and 500 votes. He'd have to do... We need states. Pennsylvania. Yeah. You need Michigan. Yeah. You're gonna need Georgia. I and mean, it's he's and, and I really yeah. Biden's pulled too far away in those yeah. states yeah. for I think for it to be. Yeah, you might come up with another thousand or two votes. Right. Possibly, maybe. And I think that's what they had said is that the, but you, it's, not gonna be it's They have it's a they have a set 
that they like to keep on track of, okay, this is when we could do a recount and feasibly overturn things. Mm-hmm. 20,000 is probably not it, though. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, the president just tweeted 10 minutes ago, says, when does the lamestream media call out who our next president will be? We have all learned a lot in the last two weeks. They fucking done this forever. Ever. Always. <laughs> Associated <laughs> Press, always. Forever. Since, like, what? A long time, though. Oh, God. Long time. At least 40 year, plus years. I guess, what is his implication? Who does he think gets to call it? Him. Him. He, he, so, I mean, that's, well, that's just he it. He called it Wednesday. And he already said he called it. He called it Wednesday. I thought it was really ironic that he called out Joe Biden for prematurely calling this but himself. He but he, he, he called, called it on election He called Pennsylvania on Wednesday. When not even close to all of the states were reporting their Well, votes. I mean, he claimed fraud in 2016, too, though. I mean, yes. even though he had already won, he had claimed yeah. fraud. Because and, he didn't win enough. This is the yes. part that scares yes. me. Not only will this, like, he was a sore loser. Imagine him, or sorry, he was a sore winner. winner. Yes. Imagine him losing something. Yeah. I'm telling you, I want the pictures of him being dragged out. I want it on a shirt. It's going to be so great. It's going to go down in history, no, that's speaking for of it, sure. He's golfing right now. Again? Again. Whoa. I know. I, I mean, mean, for a guy who likes to make fun of Obama for golfing as self-care, much as he Self-care, guys. You no, I don't get that. To take care of is he golfing at one of his own golf courses, oh, out of curiosity? He is actually. Oh, wow. Opinion. Crazy. So that Weird, right? the American taxpayers are paying for the Secret Service to be there, rent golf carts, and do all that, right? That's right. Oh, wait. Who gets that money then? Um, I believe the Trump organization. What? Well, he's technically removed from that guy mm-hmm. because he's mm-hmm. president. Crazy. Well, crazy. True. He did defer it to his sons. It's not like it's... What was the term? Oh, it's in the not in a blind trust or anything. Oh, sure. There's no conflict of interest there. (laughs) Uh, But in a stunning, you know, look of the difference between the two. uh, So Trump's golfing at his own thing again. Uh, Joe Joe Biden's visiting the grave of his son. Uh, Is the media out there ridiculing him again or no? Joe Biden? Yeah, Joe Biden. Uh, No, no, just some pictures of him at at his son's grave, like consoling his family members and stuff. And I'm just like... You know, fault the guy for whatever policy he holds, but he's, he's a human man who has feelings and care, actually cares about people. Yeah. I, you know, Jordan and I were having this conversation earlier today. I think when we talk about, we were talking about Joe Biden, we were also talking about Kamala Harris and not agreeing with maybe past, uh, what's the word? I'm policy decisions? Yeah, policy decisions and like what they're, they're, voting record might be and and things like that and we also have to continue to exist in a space where we are actually realistic about what we expect from the people who lead our country yeah absolutely they're going to make mistakes they're going to make a decision and then regret making that decision they are not going to be perfect people that is not possible Mm -hmm. everyone is capable of what we consider good and evil like everyone Mm -hmm. is possible of that what I care about at the end of the day is ultimately the overall character of a person. And that's what gets me is I have never been accepting of Donald Trump's character. Correct. Mm-hmm. I, I respect the character of both Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. And that to me makes a really big difference. And I've thought about that the last couple of days a lot in terms of if obviously I like Bernie Sanders quite a bit. And I like his policies. If Bernie Sanders had the policies he has, but has the characters of Donald Trump, I wouldn't be able to vote for him. No. As much as I love his policy, I love the policy he's presenting. However, you're a terrible human being, and I can't get behind that. Yeah. Yep. I think that's my question for those white suburban women and stuff like that is like, 
is, is that part. Like for me, I know that's a, a piece of it for me too, but I, I have talked to other people and they say, you know, I'm not picking the president based on character. Right. That's not a factor for me. It's, it's all these other things. Right. But here's what I found interesting. So on a, on a, uh, an Instagram page that I follow, um, the last couple of days, there has been, they, they had congratulated specifically Kamala Harris for the fact that, like, she, this is history in the making, right? Yes. And that's really all that they said. And what I was so alarmed and, quite frankly, disgusted by was the number of women who had disparaging things to say about her and about one thing in particular, claiming that she slept her way to the top. Yeah. And actually, the same woman said in, in her post, she was arguing back and forth with another person, about how um, Kamala Harris made her way um, in the world on her back. And all of these comments about her sexual past and history, which, by the way, I've now done plenty of research on. She had a... a That's what you did most of this morning. A re I mean, she, and I knew some of this, but, like, she had a relationship with the mayor of San Francisco, right? Yep. For, like, on and off again for a year. He was, was technically... He the, was he the mayor at the time? Yes. Okay. He was technically legally still married, but he had been estranged from his wife actually for the past decade, which, I mean, I don't know what the story is there, but none of my business. Sounds like yes. personal issues. And they then broke up long before she ever ran for any type of office. He did give her a couple of appointments. However, he was known for doing that with anyone that he was close with, mm -hmm. as our president has done, right? Oh, Yeah. And then this like same woman, children? almost yeah. within the same breath, goes, we, you know, my kids respect Donald Trump because we don't care about his past, his sexual past. <laughs> right. And I was like, double what? So, let me ask you this, though. What? So out of curiosity, how often do we see something like this, though, where someone who hasn't done something before, say someone like yourselves, and, mm -hmm. and you want to do better for you. How often do you have people there who are necessarily supporting you compared to trying to bring you down mm -hmm. because they're jealous of what you're doing? Oh, I mean, how many women out there are going to be like, you know what? We're happy. They're going to be wrong. There's going to be plenty of them. But how many women are going to be pissed because it's happening and jealous of it? Right. Well, and, yeah. and what gets me, though, about that is is where this comes from is is also the fact that, like, we can't – we don't say the same thing about men. Yeah. Right? I've never asked nope. a man or made a comment about a man – being in a position of any type of authority or power based on his sexual escapades. Like, I've never made that comment. And we wouldn't. And you want to know why? Because women are disproportionately holding positions of power. We're not the ones in the position to sleep with somebody and then give them something that they want. We're not in that position. Yeah, we don't get to do that. That's not the same. And that right there, guys, is a lack of equality. Like, yeah. I would love to be able to help someone get a better career by helping them sleep their way to the top. But I don't even have that Shit. Just kidding, I love you. Oh. Um, but like, that's not. Can we be realistic? Like, that's not a thing for women. Mm -hmm. And so, and and the, I think the part that bothers me the most is that it's coming from other women. Yeah, we are own. As I say this, as a to my core feminist, we are our own worst enemies nine times out of ten. One hundred percent. Because we yep. allow these things to continue happening, and we have the power to be like, no, I'm not going to participate in that. Yep. And and we frequently make the choice. To actively tear other women down in order to make ourselves feel better. Yeah. That's what and it that is, though. just is yeah. disgusting. That's what it's, it is. It's, so, yeah. uh, as of 2020, there are 127 women in Congress. There are 26 of them in the Senate and 101 of them in the House of Representatives. That's it. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And then we start talking about those women and, you know, being women of color yeah. or how they, you know, yeah. identify their sexuality or their gender, like how, how, what makes them up. And that's even a smaller percentage of people. Yeah. And here's a fun ratio. Uh, of those 127 women that hold seats in Congress, 105 of them are Democrat and 22 are Republican. That's not surprising, yeah, that's, though, is it? No, it's not surprising at all. While we're on that, though, I want to I want to talk about uh, all these people um, in these states who claim to be these super patriots. But when we have these badass women veterans running for these seats, yes, Amy McGrath, uh, in typical there, um, where she was one of the she was the first female to fly a mission for the Marine Corps as a fighter pilot. How how can you? And you don't get me wrong. You, I get it, but. If you're gonna tr- claim to be this patriotic state and you're so patriotic, and we Stop had a, we had another one um, too. I forget which state it was, but there was a Air Force um, Purple Heart recipient who was running, and they chose to elect this old ass white man. Mm-hmm. Like, how can we sit there and claim to be patriots and, and want to help our veterans, but we don't want to hear what they have to say? Have them help our country and do all this, but Republicans well, attack Tammy Duckworth all the time. Fucking yeah, she lost I know. her legs. So well, President Those President are the Trump. Same people though who think women still don't belong in the middle. No, I don't. I, I agree. So, yes, I, I don't. Mean, though, that's part of that problem. It just it, it pisses place. me off though because they've given so much already to our great country that we all claim to have, and we're so patriotic yet we don't care what they have to say. Now, if this is some fifty-year-old white man who was in the army for whatever for six years, oh great, he's a true patriot. Let's put him in. Yeah. But you know, yeah. because he agrees with us. Because he agrees with us. Yeah, well, the penis always wins, guys. I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> that's just the truth. We still live in a world where that's the reality. Does that mean that's why I've gotten every job I've gotten? Yes. Oh, sick. <laughs> Congrats. And especially because you work in an industry that is male-dominated. Well, there's there's not a whole lot of fight in my career field. No, from there's the not. Sex, no, so. there's not. No. But there should be. Girls should be learning about plumbing pipes. and pipes and toilets, yeah. too. I don't disagree. I, you know? I and IT is just numbers. It's easy. And I, on the other hand, work in a female-dominated field. Mm-hmm. I work in HR. Yeah. Um, and that's a very female-dominated space, which I always find really interesting. The ones that are expected to solve problems yeah. are yeah. the ones that, I mean, it's is a pivotal really piece. surprising? You know. And let me tell you, a lot of them are men causing the problems. You that's made everyone that. adhere Not to everyone, obviously. But, you know, so to me, I'm just like, I, I don't know, like, having, having a woman... As VP, having a woman truly in a position of power is like, I mean, it's a pretty sick high. I'm it is lie. a sick <laughs> high, for sure. I feel that way, too. Oh, man. I think it's great for our kids, though. That's the best part oh, for me. Oh, my gosh. My oh, kids yeah. have been over there's the four moon. girls between the two yes. of us. The two couples. We have four. It's amazing. They're and they know. Them. And they know. Oh, and they, they do. Care. Yep. Yeah. And they are about it. Like, they are about all the things that, you know they can do and they're about being inspired by other women who have done the same all right so good talk is everyone ready for the impromptu deep dive as we ever will be (laughs) so just so you know that i'm absolutely winging it i thought of this question when you asked hey what's the deep dive I literally thought of it in that moment. I just wasn't sure. I know you said today was going to be kind of a free-for-all, yeah, so I just wanted know, to see if you had a deep you know, dive prepared. Biden, Biden's essentially won the election. We're playing a little loosey-goosey. Okay, all right. It's just because right. we're excited. It's right? true. Yeah. We're excited. Yeah. We're, you know, yeah, we're, we're celebrating. We're celebrating. This is nothing new in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> this is Sunday. Speaking of which, where is my cocktail? Sunday fun day. <laughs> all right. So, um, ladies, 
This question is directed to you. Yes. Listening. What does feminism look like moving forward with, with the new administration? I'm not sure we have enough time for this question. We, we should have started for this. Do we really have enough time for this question? Hey, we've, we're only like 30 some minutes in. All right. All right. I'm going to grab another beer I think feminism go. going forward <laughs> starts with redefining it and breaking down some walls because like we talked about... Um, um, you know, higher class women, white women, maybe don't identify as a feminist. And I think that has a lot to do with extreme feminism and, and the stigma and the, um, the, the total stereotypes that are being thrown into that, that she's just this woman man eater, you know, <laughs> like hateful person. And I think that is just so far from the truth. And I think it, it's, it really, the beginning has to start with just opening up and people honestly softening up a little bit so that we can reach people that we wouldn't might not reach if we're being like, hey, do this, 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 this. You know what I mean? Like if you're if you're calling at them 100 miles an hour, they're going to run away. Yeah. There's a lot of women who if you, you, you know, if you come at them and say, how dare you? You're not a feminist. Um, I don't necessarily think that is the right approach. And that's coming from someone who is very open and proud about her level of feminism. Um, but I don't think that that, I, I'm always conscious of that. Like, I think you get to be upset and I get, I think you get to sit here, you know, and say, I can say when I talk in my own home or I, I talk with my friends, like, oh my God, I don't understand how you can be a woman and not be a feminist. Mm -hmm. However, if you're actually trying to talk to someone about, about that concept or that issue, it is, you can't, you can't say that. Like, you can't say those types of things to people because people aren't going to hear you. Because people's natural response is going to be to be defensive. And honestly, that's just a psychological response. And of I course. can't say that I blame that. Yes. Change is scary. Well, it right. is. Well, that's true. That's human nature. And people feel very, like, you know, people get upset and they can feel their stress rising. And then people say things that they don't want to say. Their amygdala gets hijacked and it's a hot disaster. Nobody wins. Nobody wins. But it's about having those smaller conversations. It's about having those conversations with your kids. Mm -hmm. It's about it's about opening people's perspectives. Yeah. Um, now, to be clear, some feminists, yes, are definitely man eaters. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Jordan, is it, that's true. Is it, accepted, is it acceptable to say like one of Jordan's sisters will will very much self-identify that way? She's like, I don't need no man. I don't want men. I want more rights than men. She is very like, this is how I feel. And you know what? And I respect that too. Like, I'm like, yeah. I get you. Like, I do. Right. I really get it. Well, I think it's fair to look at any group, though, that have people that are extreme. Yeah. Well, oh, right. yeah. That's true. And some of those people, too, are also the ones that are just... Is, as long as it doesn't go to a point of genuinely restricting someone else's rights or abilities, I think that, to some extent, you need those people, too. You need the really, like hyped up cheerleader type of people at your at your core but to understand that that's not going to be the rest of the the population that's not going to be right. what's they're, represented they're the ones on the, the bleeding cutting edge correct right i yeah, think yeah. i think the movement we're looking for i guess that's the way i'm taking your question is more like the movement that we need to kind of foster and continue it does start with the little conversations it also starts with the little behaviors mm -hmm. i think it starts with being intentional about the way you're speaking and the way you're encouraging others or not encouraging others um i I posted this morning on Facebook just because I was feeling things. But I was saying, you know what? 
your feelings are valid no matter what they are today. Mm-hmm. And your fe- your neighbor's feelings are valid no matter what they are today. Whether your neighbor is a diehard Trumper, they can feel all the things. And I think just with that, with 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 feminism, it's just we need to, to take those baby steps and to respect people's you know, those change doesn't happen overnight. It's going right. to be baby Respectful. steps. It's that tiny little piece of like, hey, you know, this girl had my back when I thought she would tear me down. Mm-hmm. Like those little things. And and I am a big believer in, in parenting our way through a lot of things. Mm-hmm. We have between the two couples here sitting here, we have four children between the ages of eight and 11. They are in a prime learning stage mm-hmm. right now. And, and, and I think, I mean, looking at that, like we have two that will be voting in seven years. Right. That's right. not that long, guys. <laughs> that's huge. Yeah. But I, but I My think that's. But that's so exciting because you know they will ask the questions and we will answer them honestly, and and yeah. I think that's so important. I think. Yeah. And I think that I think to to that part too. A big part of this is the fact that we have the ability to engage with our children in a way that generations past have not. And that is our kids are to an appropriate extent engaged in politics. Yes. Our kids are to a to an appropriate extent <laughs> engaged really. in current events and what's happening in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, Only because their parents are engaged in an inappropriate I think yes and no though. I think more kids than we think are very aware of the issues. Yeah. Um I I work in an elementary school. I hear these kids, they do say things and they might say things they totally heard on a YouTube ad. (laughs) But but they do they are engaged. I think the pandemic did that to us too. The kids were suddenly thrown into a world that they didn't understand and they realized very quickly that that current events matter and like these big things were affecting yeah. their life, not just mom and dad talking at the dinner right. table. And, and I think it's because they were we were all learning at the same time. Correct. And so we involved our kids in those conversations. And I just don't think I know for sure personally this is not something that happened in my home when I was a kid. I, I was not educated no. on politics. I had at all. A, a funny I had a funny realization the other day. I I showed my daughter a meme because I thought it was funny, and I thought to myself, will she find this meme funny? And, it, and the meme consisted of essentially just words, and it said, it looks like the same people that have a problem with science are also having a problem with math now. And she thought that was hilarious. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she understands. She got the this reference, is, and this I wasn't is sure about I was, the election. I mean, I wasn't sure if I was proud or ashamed of that, but um, but she got the reference, mm-hmm. and she really just understood, like, a, that people aren't accepting that the numbers are what the numbers are. And I was like, oh my god! Right? You're yeah. right! Like, and she's only in middle school. Um, and I didn't realize how much they were talking about this in her school. Yeah. I think that's the other part of it, is our educators. Yeah. You know, our, our doctors. Our, our, our doctors talking to our girls about their bodies. Are our yes. girls talk? Are we, are we speaking in positive language about other women are we yes you know do we talk about oh my god i love her skirt or oh my gosh she shouldn't be wearing that like are we being conscious of our language we're being intentional with what we say because that is the stuff that kids pick up on correct and i think feminism going forward is about really empowering this young generation um to be the ones to carry the torch forward i mean these kids are passionate and they're way more educated than I was as a kid. Right. Oh my gosh, at, at eight? I mean, it blows my mind. Like, okay, so quick round table, show of hands. When did you become what you're going to say is uh, politically like minded? Ooh. So for, for um, me, I was uh, 
18, 19, somewhere in there. I would say somewhere around 20. Um, I'm going to say, honestly, probably like 17, 18, only because, and this is a, this is a shout out to someone, okay. yeah. uh, only because I had AP US history with oh. Mr. Moon and he, he was really conscious of like his students understanding what they were talking about, not just regurgitating what was in a book, but genuinely understanding about what they were learning and what we were talking about. And if you had an opinion, you better be able to back up that opinion with research or facts or information. Like he didn't just take what you had to say at face value. And so I think it was maybe less so about politics itself, but more engaged in like under like knowing and understanding the process. Like this is yeah. how you argue for right. your side. I would right. say mine right. mine Absolutely. grew after a public policy and public administration right. class. I probably last election for me. Really? I didn't care. Yeah. I didn't care a whole lot. Yeah. I mean, I always had my supervisor back at the base, uh, Doug, always trying to get me into it. And I was just like, I don't care. Yep. Just I stop talking that. to me. And I literally told them the other night when we were talking on the phone, I said, my life was a lot easier before you started oh, yeah, talking exactly. to me. Yeah. Like, I never cared. I mean, that was probably the f- at the first point that I actually started looking at anything. Before that, I didn't care. I know you knew I didn't vote at all. Yep. I, d- I didn't... Um, didn't care to. I didn't didn't bother me. I was one of those people no. like it was just didn't affect me. Life was gonna go on, and he would tell me, "Well, you have to care because of this and this and this." And I would argue things with him um, until we'd, we would have great discussions in terms of like abortion and things of that nature. Where I'd be like, "Well, you know, abortions at that point, abortions are wrong. They're bad." You know, and he's like, "Okay, if you want to argue that, what about this? What happens when the baby's born?" Well, uh, I don't fucking know. He's like, right. "Well, that's something you have to think about." Or care. Yeah, but that was yeah. he was the first person who really told me like it's cool that you have that opinion, but you need to think about the implications of that. Mm-hmm. And what happens if you do this compared to this? What's going to happen down the road? You can't just you can't just have this opinion and say, oh well, fuck it. You know? <laughs> Sounds you, like great modeling for what you're talking about with your coworker now. It was. Yeah. It was great. I mean oh, absolutely. he's one of those people that I mean I'm very fortunate to have someone like that who yeah. was able to guide so, me. I had a similar story, but mine is when I was much younger. So when I was like seventeen, eighteen, I was in a, a Catholic catechism class. Oh. And the guy teaching the class he used uh, an, an interesting um, teaching method, and his teaching method was, I'm going to ask really, really hard moral questions in order for you to defend your faith, and, like, you get bad, like, like as a way of, like, tempering steel, kind of Totally, thing. yeah. So he asked us all these super-duper hard questions about, like, abortion, and, you know, you know, the right to this or that, the other thing, and for... for <laughs> I'm going to say for pretty much everyone else, because, you know, I, I know who was in that class, they're all like, well, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I know how to argue this. For me, it shattered my worldview completely, and I, you know, I'm, I'm going to, not, I'm going to, okay. That's essentially when I became an atheist, oh. during catechism class. Yeah. Um, and essentially, it was one of those, like, you pull the bag off your head moments, you're like, oh my god. Everything I knew was a lie. <laughs> and I think lots of people have had those moments in life where they're just like, oh, this is the thing that has, has opened my eyes. Opened kind my of thing. eyes. Right. Yeah. I think a big one for me was realizing, um, I think into my 20s, so when I actually got like more, more vocal and activated around politics, I think it was more of a realizing that I was probably pretty complacent um, because I, again, as, as Mel pointed out, because I could be, I'm a white woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I'm a woman and that's a disadvantage, but I'm a white woman and 
Things have been okay. And things have been okay. You had some and social movement you could Yeah, mm-hmm. I have some a certain amount of social capital because I'm a white woman and so I didn't have to care yep. that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, having um, a, a much younger brother who is black really changed that perspective anymore. It wasn't even just about me. It was about caring about the world that he was growing up in and caring yeah. about the world he would go out into. And that actually more than triggered me to be like, I should probably care more about the world that I'm also living in. Like yeah. about, you know, what I see happening f- for women and then having a daughter of my own and going, Oh my God, now I really care about the world that she's going to grow up in as well. Yeah. So I think there are those moments in life where you just go, yep, no, I have to care. Like I really have to. Yeah. I think that if we circle back to like feminism, feminism is for everyone. We should all be caring yeah. about our daughters, but not just our daughters, our, our, anybody. It doesn't, and, and Brandon and I actually watched a funny Instagram um, story today and the girl was like, you know, those memes and things that you say that, is, you know, vote like your son is gay. That and was vote last like, night we watched that. It was last night. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I'm sorry. Incorrect. <laughs> Wow. I stand corrected. Correct her. Damn. I'm so sorry (laughs) that that was so offensive. No. Anyway, it's, it's like vote like your son is gay. Vote like, you know, your best, what all of, all of the minority things. Like your own interests. Right. And she was like, honestly, that's bullshit. You shouldn't have to know someone to give a shit. To give a shit. And I'm like, and I feel that way about all those things, but also feminism. Like, this should be the most basic thing. We should, we are all humans. Uh Uh-huh. Gender is, don't get me started on that. Yeah, But, but like, it's so not the defining thing. And it's, it's got to stop. And it's got to, and we got to take those baby steps we talked about. I do think, I really do believe that whole, like, everyone should be sipping the feminist Kool-Aid, man. Yeah. Why not? Everyone should be sipping the, water's the positive fine. everything Kool-Aid. Like, the, you, I love this. I love, I think the new mantra needs to be, like, you don't have to know someone to give a shit. Like, no. that's my new, that's going to be yes. my 2021 mantra. Like, you, you don't have to know someone to, to give a shit. A, to steal a quote from Reagan. A rising tide lifts, lifts all, all ships. Yes. It's yeah, hard for people to care, favorites. though, again, if it doesn't affect them. Why should they have to give... The, the mindset is why give something up that I have to help yeah. somebody else. Especially mm-hmm. the, the place we all grew up. Yeah. Very overwhelming white. Very white. So Very white. for me, growing up especially, was, I don't care about inequality. Why I should I? Because I it's not a I, thing. I don't know any people. I don't. People. So what do you think was the what do you think was the moment where you were like the second I got to basic training, when I got the basic training and it was a melting pot of people and there was and, I mean again you know so we've talked about this we've talked about it so many times but it was the, it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me because even even back at Scott Air Force Base was predominantly the people that I worked with in my higher up leadership of black people mm-hmm. so the people that were giving me influence that were um, mentoring me was not white people. And I, I mean, I can honestly say that even now, the people I keep in touch with from base, is, there's not a lot of white people from base I talk to. Right. I was going to say, uh, along these lines, uh, I think the, the, the push for us for, and anybody who, who is also feeling this way, is that going forward is how do we, how do we change that narrative? Right. And I want to say that specifically for us in Wisconsin. Yeah. Because... Yeah, yeah. You're saying that changed for you at basic training. Well, that's a, a bad you. example because I am exactly no, a per, exactly. example of person of I had to 
know someone to do it. Right. But so and Shannon I, I mentioned got a great her, example. Shannon on mentioned yeah. her brother. Same. So yeah. who's also connected to Jordan yeah. and and I believe that I changed shortly after you. We lived in the suburbs of St. Louis right. um, for five six years. Yeah. Um, and I worked in the community and yep. I, and we we just met all the people and oh, we yeah. lived on an Air Force base and we knew and it just it just is a totally different world. And when we moved mm-hmm. back here to Wisconsin, where we both from, <laughs> we were we were awoken up again to to just the way there's that it is. A lot of white people here. There's a lot of and, and I can dis- and I can say there's white people oh, that yeah. live in Wisconsin that never ever ever have to deal with a person of color, a person yep. of a different religion, yep. no. a person you know anything like that. So you this is very people, much though. rocking their world. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. To say that we need to care about those. Well, because people. they we think it's ridiculous. Because they can sit there and say, "Well, or, I'm not racist. There's no inequality. I don't see it. There's nothing going on." Well, yeah, right. but buddy, you don't see it because you're not around it. So how can you see it if you're not around I, it? I, I talked about this a lot during the post, you know, or this summer over all right. of that stuff. Um, but I challenged so many of my white friends and just on social media, but just go actually have a conversation. And if you don't know somebody, I do. Like, right. I'm right. happy right. to, for you to like facilitate that meeting because they want to share their stories. Don't tell me you know their stories oh, yeah. without anything without even knowing someone so what you're saying is the lesson is move out of your hometown experience the world well see the world do it at least go places Mm. i remember when we went to what is that now two years ago we took Charlotte to D.C. for the women's march yes which by the way you went i yeah jordan was was, you went you went to say because it was a women's march anyways it's true i play video games and drink (laughs) i would respect you going to a women's march um you know, that experience was one where not only was it just about the Women's March, but we were in D.C. and we went to, you know, restaurants and took Ubers and all these things. And my daughter just lovingly looks at me and goes, Mom, there are so many brown people here and it's beautiful. Yeah. Like, and, Magical. I, and, I, and while I was also like happy for her that she had this realization, I was also very sad because yeah. I realized she had spent nine years of her life not understanding how many people look like her uncle that actually exist in the world. Yes. And I felt a sense of ownership and accountability for that going, oh my God, I've kept my kid unintentionally, mm-hmm. but unintentionally in a white bubble where, where she only knows what she sees. Yes. And once her eyes were open to that, she's just her perspective on life has been very different. Like yeah. she just, um, she just gets that there is a whole world of people that are nothing like her yep. and that that's okay. She's super cool with that. And when you talk to her now about a variety of issues, whether it's gay marriage, whether it's, yeah. you know, people who are transgender, like she's very much a like, how do we support those people? How do we, yeah. you know, I want to, I want to continue to push the parenting side of this <laughs> to not be afraid to speak to children very young about this oh yeah very young because if there's nothing else we can give our children it's this it it is i can i could tell you a story about each one of our kids that have said things that advocate for others at the ages that they are i mean it's it's wild i had our youngest daughter is eight and told her friend how she was really upset and she thought it was really offensive that the girl had said that she doesn't like it when there's two girls together oh yeah and my daughter was like that's extremely offensive to women who are married to each other and to men who are married to each other and i was just like and, and she says this but, to me very casually. The problem with by something like that, though, the <laughs> like problem with something nothing. like that is that that's a taught behavior, though. It is, and that's it's, why I'm the like, hatred please. of that is a taught behavior. So it's also it's, kindness and love. Aspect it is, it is, it, it is. is. I agree with you, Lord, but that just goes to show you that it, it, both of those are taught behaviors. And where we, 
we're still it's, split on these it's issues. It's a modeled behavior, too. It is, yes. We, we yeah. talk about that all the time. We're, we're role models yeah. whether we like it or not. And if you're not having the conversation, they will have it anyway yep. in yep. their heads. Absolutely. They will make those... It's their job right now as a kid to make connections and to understand their world around them. And yes. they're going to make those connections And they're And they're anyway. not just doing it because they're suddenly, you know on their own incredibly woke human beings. Like, that's no. not why they're doing it. But no. that's where the responsibility comes in as parents. Yeah. Like, that's where that responsibility of, right, but it's my job to teach my kid what feminism is. And it's my job to show her, it, um, you know, same-sex loving relationships. Yeah. And it's my job to take set, her to places in the world where there are people who don't look like yes. us. We, like, set, we set the baseline, yeah. and then they go from there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it won't take them till their 20s or older Wow, yeah. to, 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 uh, to be actively engaged in government and caring about government and how it works. Well, it's such an important, it won't take them such an important thing to care about and know. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I mean, I, mean, I feel yeah. bad. Like my, again, something my parents never talked about. No. I had no yeah. idea about the Mine. politics or presidents. I mean, yeah. I've had, how many times have you had to tell me which one's a conservative, which one's a liberal? Oh yeah. <laughs> early, early on in our marriage, I definitely wore the pants. And oh, I am. I was just like, all right. I like these guys now. Are they conservatives or liberals? Tell I don't me, Mel. Right. I'm like, I need your help. Hey, hey. That's not a bad thing, though, to but, say, I just like this person based on their ideals. Oh, that's, but that's, how, that's it how it started. Starts. And yeah. I, will say, I will say this. Bernie Sanders was the guy for me that truly got me into it because I'm like, I like what this dude is saying. He's got some that's different fair. ideas. They're a little out there. He's an old white man. I mean, I get that, but he, he seems like... It, but it, he's it, Jewish. He was. And for he me, adorable when he says that. Like, oh, my God. Fresh. I just love to hear him talk. Okay, we know I like... For, well, of course I know. Right. I wrote the damn bill. Right. <laughs> for me, the, the one thing that sold me on him, though, was in a room full of politicians that I, I felt like I couldn't trust, he seemed like he cared the most about people. Like, just a decent human being. Yeah. That's what sold me on him. I got that vibe from him. Like, no, this is bullshit. Everyone should have medical care. I was, I was yeah. on yeah. the fence about Bernie at first, and then I saw the pictures of him from, like, back in the 60s. Dude, being arrested? When he got arrested? Yes. I'm like, fuck yes, that's my guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like your stuff. I mean, he was crying in the pictures, but still, it hey, happened. I he mean, was there. It was a manly cry. You know it what? was a manly cry. What? I'm oh, sorry. Okay. Oh. Okay. Okay. Get him, Shannon. Get him. <laughs> First of all, there is no such thing as a manly cry. Oh, God. Secondly. I'm going to need a third beer. Yes. You might. <laughs> you might. Um, I mean, I'm not saying I said that specifically to trigger you, but... But I feel like you most definitely yeah, did. I for sure did. Um, so... So funny enough, this brings me to something else that I mm. thought was worth mentioning. Go for um, it. And that is, as we progress in feminism, as we progress in, you know, accepting people for any choices that they're making for themselves that don't harm other people, uh-huh. comes to this concept of mental health. Yes. It comes to this concept of taking care of yourself, of learning how to process your own feelings, of learning how to support someone else without taking on their feelings and emotions. Mm-hmm. All of these things that also tie back into parenting. Oh, things that, we that touches on everything we talked about and today. And it's okay for <laughs> little boys to cry, and yeah. it's okay for little girls to, you know, play with trucks, and it's okay, like, all those things that we, we talk about like we know, but honestly, there it is. I think it takes... It takes a lot of practice as a parent. It takes a lot of um, making this stuff, oh, like creating awareness for your kids. Mm-hmm. Because I do think that they have feelings about what's happening in the world. Yeah. And they especially have feelings around, you know, the pandemic. And they have yeah. feelings around 
the election based on the information that they do know. Right. And that it's important that we actually are having those conversations and that we're getting people in tune with all sides, masculine and feminine, Jordan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that we're he really embracing that because that's really important. I think it's funny that when, um, I love hearing Mel's stories from school and you when you were talking about um, who people were voting for when they decided to talk about that in class. And when you ask them why they were voting for who they would vote for. Mm-hmm. And what was their answers for that? Oh, it was like I said earlier, it was a, it was a lot of like YouTube regurgitated ads. And, and then we had to talk about, you know, how advertisements aren't necessarily true. They're yeah. trying to get you to believe something. Mm-hmm. And they almost always, and I, and I, and and it, it 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 all stemmed back to what their parents also said, and and right. that's so. I mean, it's power. It's right there. I mean, they're they're children, so of course that's true. Yeah, they're tiny sponges. Of course, it's true. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think I, I mean, we go back to that parenting side of things. Um, so so do better as parents. I be mean, I be open too, not yeah. just to not wow. just to other views politically and and around the world, but also be open to what your child has to say because they yeah. probably are already building an opinion of their own, and it might not be yours. But a child is innocent. A child a child. If you ask them, majority of children are going to want to share their things. They're going to want yes. to be good people yeah. because there they're innocent children. Yes. They they don't they don't see the difference until we well, put it there right, for them. They don't. No. So they until they see mom and dad who say, well, I earned this. Why should I have to give this up? I see. You're saying selfishness. Yeah, this is, is your selfishness. It's, it it's is. taught. Yes. I, I'm not going wrong. I, I, I guarantee you, if you ask a child or any children, if you study them and watch them, and I'm, like you said, there's studies yeah, on it. I mean, they're going to share. The I, kids are sweet. They're the innocent. They, they want to talk. Right. In, they love talking. In school, right. in school they, uh, I'm a human development psychology major. Um, senior, and and we did a, a whole lookup on this study, and it studied kids um, sharing. I think it was marshmallows at different age groups, and it, it was talking about the where their brain was at at that moment across time. And so the little ones are like, no, of course I want them all to myself because that's our our egocentrism at that age. But as they got older, as they got to that seven, eight. All the way up, it was consistent. Of course, they wanted to share with their friends. I, I mean, it was no, it was clear as day. And it's the, so great. The, the more the merrier, right? It's such yes. a great principle to be able to apply though to everyday life. We could share with each other. We just choose we not, choose to. not mm-hmm. to. Especially yeah. since we are the we actually, richest country in the world. We actually choose yeah. not to. We, but it's not even just stuff. Like we also choose not to be kind. Yes. No, I agree. We choose to be cruel. We choose to be mean. So how much is that, though, is a taught behavior? How much of that is something a that's... A lot of it. So mm-hmm. at what point do we continue? I, and I I know Mel, she comes from a very um, Republican background now, but in terms of your views, they're much different. You're Actually, not kind. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> and I'm not, I wouldn't even say that. I wouldn't even say your family's not kind because no, they are very they are. kind. But I'm saying just in terms of your political views, obviously your parents had three kids, and you all three have very different political views. We do. Yeah. Which is, I find I think, very interesting. I think it is. your parents, and I've said this to She Mel, has, yes. I said your parents should be so incredibly proud of that. Whether yeah. they agree with your opinions or yeah. not, the fact that they raise children who can think independently for themselves, yep. can express themselves. Okay, maybe not all of their children can express themselves <laughs> in an appropriate way, but Mel sure can. Yes. Um... And I think that, I think that that's huge as yeah. a parent. 
to say that all of my kids are different. They share different views than me. And I have said this too. I think Mel's parents are some of the nicest people I've ever met. Yeah, they truly they're are. So they're so sweet people. They're and they're people. the greatest people. And I have very different views and opinions than them. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. And that comes from people being kind. Yeah. That's your baseline. I mean, yep. you just you just have to be. It is. They, I do the, not agree with everything I see from relatives in particular on Facebook, on yeah. on the socials. Facebook is such but a that doesn't I mean it doesn't though. change that I also love them so dearly and 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 I respect them. And so this is my twist is that is that I encourage everyone to to treat everyone that way. It shouldn't have to be your family yeah. member, like we said. Yeah. It shouldn't have to be your family member to for you to figure out a way, and I know you've you made some really good cases on how do I get through to somebody who doesn't believe in science. Well, because I want to try but to... It, you don't I, I have want... to to be respectful. No, I do. You don't have to, to be kind and to to know when to stop and know when to be done. Well, even if you're you know? losing the argument, to just be like, you know what, I think now is the time to walk away from this conversation. It's boundaries. And then Absolutely. it's actually saying, I'm actually going to be the one to tap out, and not because I think I'm wrong, but because this conversation is no longer productive. Right, we the, get the, proud. The, pro- and, the problem yeah, for me is, is the there way. are people that I respect and there are people that I care so much. It's just like the conversation I was having last night yeah. um, with someone who I served with, and he was saying some things that I was just like, dude, this is not, not okay, first off. Like, we were in the same places. We've been the same place. We've met the same people. And it's just like the people we've been together with, what you want would hurt them. Yeah. Like, do you not see what, you know what I mean? And he was super receptive to it. And I came, but I, I had to come to him with a place of love. And I at An one emotion. point told him like, Hey man, I, I love you. And I want nothing but the best for you and your family. But I need you to see this. And I think certain relationships you're able to do that. With. Yeah. You're because able to, to, to connect on like an emotional level. And yes. be like, but here's an example. You're hurting this person you know. Yeah, you know? and that's what I try to tell them. Like, hey, man, these people right here, they need our help. They, mm-hmm. they need me and you to be supportive of them right. in this time. And, you know, I know you're upset with the outcome of what has happened, but the things you're saying right now aren't helping anybody. They're making you look – they make you look bad. And they're not even connected to what's happened. They're not right. even connected to the election. And, that, and that's – connected to much deeper feelings. Right. Absolutely. And the, but the, yeah. the, the thing that kills me the most about him is when we were together, I don't think he was like this. Yeah, I, he's been to, he's been to new places. He's been to new stations, mm-hmm. and, and I think his views have changed. But yeah. it's more so trying to bring him back into like, dude, come on, we you know our Check our friends yeah. they they need our help right now. We can do we this don't and always evolve in positive ways. No, that's true. Growth no. isn't always positive growth. We I are. mean, I think that people like to see it as like, oh well, that person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's a trajectory yeah. and like. The president no, has said he was up and down. Like, mm-hmm. The president has said he was pro-choice things. in the past, and well, yeah. he's obviously changed. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the tweet for it? <laughs> I do love seeing his old tweets. They oh, age God. so well. Everything. There's a tweet for everything. They're so really great. Is. They're so great, though. That's not what he so meant. Someone's gonna make a book of tweets about this. I oh, hope they do. What's the game? What's the game we saw? My favorite. Which one? We saw that. I'm sorry. Real quick, we were in a toy store. And they had a game Ooh, of truth quotes. Truth or tweet? Yeah, or something, or something like, that? like that. It basically it was two quotes, and you had to decide which one was Trump and which one was somebody else. Trump or Kanye? Is I've that what it's that. called? Yeah. I've oh, seen okay. That I remember so one of them was Tim Allen and one was Trump, and and people and I read it to Mel, and she's like, "Oh, the one over there, that's that's Trump." That's and Trump. I was like, "Oh, that's actually Tim Allen." Yeah. Oh shit. We should have bought Tim that Allen game who's for been sure. Convicted of drug charges? Yes. Right, you, that know. One. Hey, you know what? Don't. Home improvement was a staple of my childhood. I refuse to see it any other way. You know what, Brandon? I support that. 
Thank you. <laughs> I see it. It was. We just had a crush on Zachary Ty Bryan, and we all know it. I also really? Not sure JTT? I'm pretty sure. Zachary Ty Bryan. Isn't he going? No, no. He, wait. No, I What's his it? issue right now? Yeah. It was There's a, an issue with him right now. He's getting divorced of some sort. He choked his girlfriend. That's what it was. <laughs> okay, well. Wait, so, so you <laughs> now I have feelings. Did you um, enjoy Home for Christmas then? Um, I also... <laughs> is that on your Christmas list? <laughs> it is not on my Christmas list. Home for Christmas? I don't even know what that is. I'm pretty sure that I just... I really <laughs> admired Jill. She was my favorite um, character. Um, yes, Jill. She was a mom. She worked. She was getting her degree. She didn't she, put up with no shit? She didn't Absolutely. Up with no shit. No. <laughs> Her husband Love was Joe. fully aware of the fact that she was much smarter than him, and he was fine with also, it. Also, they really related to they, Joe. They, they did actually did such a great job of mixing that comedy and mixing it in with like, okay, he's not as smart as everybody no, thinks he is. Dumb. He's an he's idiot. He constantly <laughs> hurts himself. He's, he's such an idiot. Guy. But they did such a great job of mixing that. She was the smart one. She, she held the family the together. If you watch that show, there are two heroes in that show. One is his wife. The other one is Al Borland. Okay, all right. Okay, okay I am not a fan of Al, but... I'm going to say three. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I said say it. Wilson. I don't understand how you can... Wilson, yeah, you, you for sure. He had to Wilson for advice. He, he was a sage. He was a sage. Like, he was just... You know, I grew a lot as a person due to Wilson's advice. That's all I'm yeah. It was great. I got, so, it goes to show, Wilson, goes to show you, though, what's, what's on the other side think, of your fence, yes. right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. <gasps> with, the, with the fence and just a yeah, face. Yeah, just like the little oh, face. Yes. Well, it's just Wilson, the eyes. Yeah. Just in, the in case you thought this was Except all Except for the one episode where you saw his face. The word is, he did that because he felt like he didn't get paid enough. So he's like, well, I'm only going to show half my face. And it became an Fair. entertaining staple of the show. It did. Also equal. But it was amazing. He Wilson was always doing something wild and crazy that no one would ever think about or had thought about. He had always been someplace crazy cool or making some exotic food. Yep. He was so multicultural. He was the cultural. He would definitely now, vote Democrat. Also doesn't mean that the show didn't have its problems. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. To look, oh, yes. Yes. To look again, back now. We can appreciate something for the positives as well as recognize the negatives, Absolutely. right? Like, we can say, oh, that was great, but also, mm-hmm. it's like we were saying, every time you want to listen to Ignition Remix by R. Kelly, you have to also say, Admit, R. he's Kelly's a terrible, a terrible person. person. And, then, and then listen to the song. Yeah. I find myself doing it a lot now. And appreciate the work listening and not to remix? appreciate the person. I do listen to the Ignition Remix a lot, <laughs> like, but... When I watch The Usual Suspects, I'm like, okay, first of all, Kevin Spacey, terrible person, terrible person. Oh, I can't yeah. do Kevin Spacey no. anymore. No. no, but that movie is so good. Nope. I also can't watch. Um, I recently tried to watch Glee again, and I was like, mm, nope, can't do this one either. Nope, it's too hard. Why? You know why? I do know why. <laughs> I just want you to say it. It's your favorite character, honestly. Huh? It's because of your favorite character, the number one reason. Oh, who got, uh, oh, I'm pretty sure he killed himself, didn't he? After getting caught with For the what? child porn. Oh. Oh. Yeah, he... yeah you don't have that. That's, that's, you that's your friend. But they also had a drug overdose on the show. Yeah. Well, Death. Which uh, I can sort girl, of move past. I can't remember her name. That one girl, like, drowned. She recently. drowned recently yeah. over the summer, I think it I think was. Yeah. That one was just that was tragic. That problematic, but... <laughs> I, she left her kid on a boat. So are we, are we, are we just to saying save that him. Is cursed now? Yeah. Like, I do feel it is cursed. <laughs> Ain't got good vibes. We I'll shall ask the cods. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. So. I feel like you were waiting to ask us something else. But... Oh, no, no, no. I was going to throw out a stat. Uh, we were talking about helping people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, be, this is a fun one. Did you know that there are more empty homes in America than there are homeless, homeless people? people? That's crazy to think. I mean, if our world didn't revolve around money. <gasps> crazy, right? Oh my god. Wow. I did, 
I did used to, so I don't know how much you guys know about like Habitat for Humanity, um, but we used to have to do, when we were in the military, you had to do community service um, as part of your EPR, as they call them, performance reviews and packages. When you want to be promoted, you had to have community service stuff. So obviously being right by St. Louis, one of the easiest ones for us to do was Habitat for Humanity. Sure. And I never realized all of the things that, I always thought you are just giving a house to somebody. I didn't know, but that person has to give so much. And they still pay for the house. Yeah. They do. However, they still have to donate, like, I forget, it's an astronomical number of hours building that house themselves. We they have to be there. capitalist society. They have to pay for it. They do, but they I I, I was always under the impression it was more of like, hey, we're throwing tax dollars at this guy to just give him a house because he needs it. But it's not what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're asking people to put in the work. They're they are, people. yes. It's just in a different kind of way. Yes. I mean, you're lessening the load, but you're not eliminating the load. Correct. Yes. No. It was a, it was a good time. It was a not, good. That they, not that yeah, Habitat for Humanity isn't good. It is good. It is, yeah. It is. It could be better. Like any organization, it has its stuff. Again, yeah. we always want things to be very black and white. Like, it's either good or it's bad. Right. Also, shout out to Jimmy Carter. That man still, work. still doing habitat. Yeah, he's like still. ninety-three. Still yep. swinging a hammer at ninety-three. Yeah. Oh man, That's fantastic. Me and Doug used to go out and do habitat for humanity, oh, and we would gosh. love it. And we would sit there and talk about what our foreman's name was going to be that day. Was it going to? It was always some crazy white name. Was it going to be Bob, Jim, <laughs> Steve? Maybe we didn't know, but we always thought we could always, be a Doug. Could be a Doug. I don't know. <laughs> we always found the greatest joy just figuring out what our white foreman's name was going to be that day. Doug thought it was the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> He, always, he Doug would always he loved that guy so much. Oh man, that statistic about homelessness though really it really breaks my heart. Like oh, it, yeah. it it's 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 to my core upsetting. And yeah. um, I think for me, so many of our issues stem from socioeconomic status. Yep. it's just it's just a core thing. Everything is worse yeah. when you're at a lower socioeconomic it's, status, and it's, it's just it's, like. Yeah. And we talked about Maslow's hierarchy, but mm-hmm. like these people don't get basic needs met. Basic, basic needs. needs. You need to feel safe. You need to be, you know, just the basic things. And it just like that well, breaks me. I would every say it's time. comparable. Just, what do you define a basic okay. human need as? This is not okay. To, to what? I mean, I, as far as us like plumbers, we have a in our code book. It, it gives you a basic human need. You have to have running water. You have to have a yeah. kitchen sink. You have to have a running bathroom. You have to have yeah. a shower. Yeah. You have to. You have. That's a basic human need. You have yeah. to have those things. Yeah. Shelter, food, water, self actualization. That that's that's on you. You get there. Right. We just need to help you along the way. Well, I, I want a government that will kindly pay for my therapy, <laughs> <laughs> so that I can reach that status. Yeah. There, yes. There is a. Like, being Oops, just taken care of shouldn't be a matter of of question to me. You should be able yes. to earn enough income to survive. Yeah. The end. To exist. That's it. Yeah. You should have access to health care. If you earn minimum wage Home. in any part of the country, you cannot afford a one-bedroom apartment anywhere. Yeah, I believe that 100%. Wow. I, I was uh, I was reading an article the other day. Um, I forget who did it here now, but they they, they had a, it was in Canada. I'm sorry, where they they took a group of homeless people and they did a study. Basically, they gave um, 45 people a sum of a large sum of money up front. I think it was like two or three thousand dollars, and then the other uh, group they didn't give anything to, but they kept in track with them over uh, like a two or three year period. Mm-hmm. Basically, to see how they did, the people they gave that money to actually invested in their future with that money. They invested in getting themselves 
um, going with work, finding themselves an apartment, you know, getting off of drugs or alcohol and things of that nature comparatively to the people that they didn't get any help at all. So if that's all it took to help people and they actually, you know, we always think that, well, if we just give them the money, they're just going to waste it on drugs and alcohol and cigarettes, right? We just assume they're going to throw it away. It's a way of dehumanizing people. We cannot care about them if we can dehumanize them. Absolutely. Yeah, that study is so great in terms of that, that that's not what they did. They actually invested in themselves to get themselves back on track. A universal basic income would solve so many problems. Jordan, get out of here with your socialism. I know. Ew. Fucking commie. I'm kidding. Socialism means everyone goes to sleep at night in a safe place with running water. And food in their stomach. Food in their stomach. I'm okay with that. Done. That's the truth. Sign me the fuck That type of socialism I'm all about. If people can go to the doctor and not have to worry about not being able to afford to live... I mean, I, to me, again, those are just basic things. You shouldn't have to worry about whether or not you can afford your kid's surgery or your own surgery. Insulin? Or insulin or to cure your cancer or like you shouldn't have to worry about that stuff. Go on the internet. You will find numerous stories about people being in other countries and having some sort of health problems. Yes. Like I I, I read one not too long ago. Um, Some person was uh, suffering from acute appendicitis. And they were worried about going to the hospital because they're like, oh my God, it's going to cost me an arm and a leg. And they go, they eventually get to the point where like, I, I have, have to, go. to go. They go there and, you know, they get the procedure, they get their appendix removed and they're like, oh no, what, how much is it going to cost me? Yep. And, and the doctor's like, yeah, it's like $81. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you can talk about a country here where we sit where uh, the number one cause of bankruptcy for us is healthcare. 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 Yeah. The Health second bills. is student debt. Yeah. <laughs> But if you back to Shannon's point here, if if we talk about um, socialism or whatever system we want to try to run, how, back in the fifties and sixties, everyone's living fat, everyone's living large. I, I shouldn't say everyone. Why is that? Not everyone. Not everyone. But I'm saying a vast majority. We have our American dream where dad could go to work, mom could stay growth. home. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is it? Is it is it our system? Is, is poor or I guess what at that point where have we gone how have we changed so much over the years what hasn't changed comparatively to where we're all of a sudden socialists where we want all these things given to us or you know however people want to pose the question but what is it that's changed from the 50s where everyone could work one job corporate tax have a great you could go on great vacations every year you could have a new car every five years house paid off never have to worry about finances and that was like the norm Comparatively to now, where that's... Well, there was a balance of salary to cost of living. Right. And we do not have that now. At all. And that is is why our lives look different than our parents. I would say, I'm going to go on a limb and say most of the households were single income households. Yes. Right. And that is not the norm anymore. Like, dual income is how you have to keep up. Correct. Yeah. And and that's kind of it. I mean, is it... What are, what are we doing differently? What's wrong? Is well, it, uh, Jeff Bezos has a trillion dollars, and Amazon <laughs> paid zero dollars in taxes last year. Oh. Huh. You that don't makes sense. But he gave how many people jobs, though, Jordan? Oh, yeah, a, yeah, a couple hundred Where he thousand. literally works people to death. Yeah. <laughs> literally. I've, I've seen like, that. People wear diapers in Amazon. I, I was reading the bathroom one in particular. Yes. Where they're, 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 you basically have to go to the bathroom on your break. You're not allowed to go to the bathroom any other time of the day. Yeah. When you're pulling things off the shelves and stocking up for trucks and stuff like yeah. that. 
And I was just mortified reading this. So I was like, fuck, dude, I pissed like three times before nine o'clock. <laughs> right? I drink a lot of water. I do. I put, a, I put away a gallon of water a day. That's my, that's my gauge is at work. I have to put away a gallon of water. So I, mean, I, I pee a lot. Yeah. But I mean, no, I don't have to worry about someone being like, dude, you're peeing way too much. I have had three babies. No. I do hate it. What frustrates me, though, is we created a world where now it's hard to exist without Amazon. Exactly. Like, Q pandemic, too. Yeah. Exactly. And that's it. So how do you fix it? So how do we fix where we're at? Uh, we text the ever-living shit out of it. Yeah. But <laughs> to play devil's advocate then, right? Well, what if all we care about is our bottom dollar? We're just going to cut jobs to make sure we still get our money or remove our headquarters somewhere else so that we don't have to pay these taxes. I mean, what are we going to – where does the line stop? Because I've heard the arguments over and over and over again. I was arguing with someone the other day about it, and I said, well, we have to tax – when you look at the budget, corporate tax accounts for 7%. Yeah. That's it. It's a very small percentage. And I always hear over and over again, well, if we tax them, they're just going to cut people's jobs or they're going to move their corporate headquarters off of the United States and they're just going to have stuff made everywhere else. So, I, I, yeah. Then then you make them a penalty for moving their corporate headquarters somewhere else. I think there's that. I think it's also, it's like you almost have to be more, you have to be more granular than that. So to me... Are there really not enough jobs in America? Fuck no, there's tons of jobs. That's not the problem. Is it the way that we prepare people for those jobs or educate them about their options? Uh Mm Uh-huh. Like, is it the fact that we have taught people that, you know, when everyone's like, oh, they're coming here and stealing our jobs. Take your jobs. Okay, well, but we've also taught people that, like, you know, only certain kinds of people help harvest things in California. And only certain kinds of people are meant for that type of work. The reality is we've created a narrative where we've decided that white people especially are too good for those types of jobs. Yes. And that's a big that's a big part of the problem too. That there's nothing wrong with wanting to not go to a four-year school. Mm-hmm. There's also nothing wrong with wanting to go to college for eight years. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with... We don't put enough investment in education. And that doesn't just mean college. It doesn't even just mean schools in general. But about preparing people for life, preparing people for having options instead of teaching kids that when you're, you know, 18, you have to decide what you want to do with the rest of your life. There's a lot of options and that there's lots of places for you to find integrity in work that don't mean that you have to have a college degree or that maybe mean that you do. And there are lots of options out there, but we just, we, we kind of created a workforce that we think this is what everyone should go to high school and then you should go to college and yep. Stop! Like, that's yeah. not everybody's journey. And part of that then ha- also affects how our economy works. And that's mm-hmm. just, you know... Well, I mean, that's are, why we have such a shortage in the trades right now, are though. Are you right. saying that the workers of the world are oppressed? Oh, my God. Yes, Jordan. You economy? <laughs> the workers economy. of the world are oppressed. It's true. I think they're underprepared, for sure. Yeah. I think they're underprepared. I mean, I think back now of what I could have really benefited from in high school. Yeah. And... Um, the types of classes that would it I have been Trump's patriotic form? Like, ah, 1776. That actually, the 1776. Project. That actually wasn't even on my list. No. Um, but you know, I was talking to my brother when he was a senior in high school. It was required that he take a personal finance class. Awesome. That's amazing. That's great. That is good. To understand how personal finances work. Yeah. Um, things that teach you know men and women how to I don't know prepare their own food like. Seriously, yeah, Mal, how do you prepare your own food? On the types of things that we teach Carefully. people because, Carefully. and I say this as someone with a four-year degree, 
who is hoping to go back to school for their master's, like Mel, who is finishing her four-year degree and going to school for her master's, like people that, you know, that's fine. That's my journey. But someone else is going to be happier doing their thing. Yes. And that might be working on cars. And that might mean... Being a plumber. Being a plumber or being out <laughs> in the field, you know, harvesting stuff or being a farmer. Like, yep. we have to create spaces where all of those jobs are important instead of valuing some jobs above others. And all of those jobs can give you your basic needs. Right. Absolutely. And all those jobs should be able to earn you what you need to survive. Yes. Yeah. Plain and simple. Nice. That makes climbing the ladder a little bit more understandable. Yeah, you can climb the ladder absolutely. if you want to, but you don't have to yeah, because right. you can if also you like live what here. You do, you're good. It's yeah. cool if you want to, and that's the other we thing need is, people in those careers. We so. used to have a lot more people in jobs like that, where you did go to the a job, you worked there for 30, 40 years, yeah. you got paid well, you got a pension, and people were actually happy with that. Oh. And then there are people who didn't want a job like that, and that was okay too. We did away with a lot of those jobs. Right. So those yeah. are options for people. Not everyone wants to climb the corporate ladder and not <clears> everyone <throat> wants to, you know, shop around for different jobs. But we've, we've really limited those opportunities for people. Because we've weakened the protections for workers and we made it easier for upper management and CEOs to make tons and tons of money and exploit everybody else. I love reading the articles from other countries and the, the, the strength the unions have in those oh, yeah. other countries, not to make, just like working at a Burger King and the union they have, 20 bucks an hour, guaranteed six weeks off every year, medical coverage. And I'm just like, dude. Why, why does McDonald's agree to that? They have no choice. Because they have no choice. They have no choice. They have no workers. They, well, the, I, I was reading an article, basically, I forget what country it was, where Toys R Us was trying to start a new, uh, is, is it Sweden, Switzerland? Canada. Canada, okay. Where yeah. they wanted to start a new location up there and... Uh, they said that basically their their workers or the union's not like a thing where you have to do it. It's not law. So they were just like, fuck it. We do it in America all the time. We're just going to run our shit. But they said they got such a huge blowback between the strikes of their employees. Suppliers wouldn't send stuff to them that eventually they had to cave. And they did it. So if you think that you that these big corporations can't pay us yeah. here, they, they fucking can. Absolutely oh, they absolutely can. can. They're choosing in, not to. It yes. cuts into their profits. Sure it does. I mean, now I get you to. might only get half a million dollars oh, a year no. as your salary yeah, instead of a million dollars. Half a million? And half your bonus. So, mm-hmm. But someone else will actually be able to put food on their table. Ah. So, so we're all getting hammer and sickle tattoos, right? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not that, no, oh, okay, but, okay. you know... On my face. <laughs> Always okay. with the face tattoos. Yes, no face tattoos. <laughs> Just for Shannon. Face tattoos. Hey, Brandon's into you. He can do that. Yeah. <laughs> face tattoos? Face tattoos, yeah. What are they going to do, fire me? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, jeez. Uh, Alright, what else we got on the docket? Anything? Alright, no, I think, I think we're good. That pork butt's uh, calling so- my name. Uh, does anybody have any last thoughts? Do you want to plug any like social media accounts you own or anything like that? Any social media accounts I own? <laughs> I mean, okay. Any social media oh. accounts you have? Um. Well, they're not like I can plug someone else's, right? Ooh, yes. Ooh, Absolutely. I like that. Go for it. Okay, so I started following this woman, um, probably about I don't know, like three, four months ago, um, and I just think she's. I think she's brilliant, first of all. Yep. Um, she's super smart. She She's very involved in her community. She's very involved um, in really trying to, honestly, trying to educate people. So her name is Rachel Cargill, 
and she's rachel.cargill on um, Instagram, and she does a variety of <coughs> projects, um, but it's Thank really you. about helping people, not really helping people, it's, it's encouraging people to unlearn what we've learned, um, specifically as it is related to racism, and honestly, it's content that is for white people. It is content geared towards educating white people because as we know, racism is a white people problem really um, to solve. And she's just, I think she's brilliant. Um, I just, I really, I really love some of the stuff that she posts. And even as someone who considers themselves, you know, very woke and open-minded and things like that, I still find her posting content that really challenges some of the, the thoughts and views that I have. And whether or not I agree with her isn't the thing. It's the fact that I'm, I'm listening to someone who's challenging me and what I'm doing. And I know that as someone who's trying to make a better world, that that's really important, no matter what stage of growth you're in, is to have people who will challenge you. So that's, right. my, that's my plug. Excellent. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, Mel, do you have any accounts you want to plug? I'm not going to plug any accounts. I guess I just wanted to leave with a kind of a final thought of just um, just an encouragement more than anything is that our ability to do anything, move forward, do any of the things that we've talked about here involves a great deal of openness and vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And that is challenging. It's really hard for everybody, everybody. And I think um, I encourage everyone to give yourself and others a lot of grace right now. A lot. Um, go be kind, be respectful, but stand up for what you believe in. Yeah. Brandon, do you have anything? Oh, man. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm going to piggyback off of what Mel said. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, right. <laughs> and say the exact opposite. Like no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Like I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. kidding. That was a joke. Damn. Was it? Was it though? No, I mean, it wasn't. Not really, yeah. No, it wasn't. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I really have nothing else to add to it. All well right. said. Awesome. All right, uh, there is one account I want to plug. Uh, it's well, on it's Instagram. My it's on Instagram and Facebook. It's called So You Want to Talk About, and they actually like, uh, for example. One of the recent things they had was, so you want to talk about Georgia runoff elections, and they give you all the information about that. And they, they pick... It's really digestible. Insanely digestible. Yeah, it's like, great. It's usually like like a nice slideshow where they yeah, just tell highlights. you about about stuff. Yeah. It's really, really good. So uh, so go find... So you want to talk about on either Instagram or on Facebook. I think they also have a Twitter. I'm not entirely sure. Um, also, and always... Go follow uh, at Barstool News Pod on Twitter. Uh, we've been covering a lot of the election coverage recently in lieu of actually recording an episode. Jordan has. I mean, I have, yeah. So. I don't know how the Twitter works. <laughs> it's words. Technology. Not his thing. Other people can read it. It's, you know, the interweb side of stuff. And yeah, it's hard things so, for me. Uh, that's all we have for this episode. So... Uh, if you want to go ahead and follow us at, at Barstool News Pod on Twitter, um, we do not have an Instagram because it's not something I like. He's uh, weird. I Get with know. the program, Jordan. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm not on the Instagram. I apologize. But uh, feel free to like, share, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. I would like to thank our guests for showing up today. Uh, they were not coerced at all, I promise. Willing ish participants. Yes. Yes. Thank willing-ish. you for having us. You are welcome. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have it. you back eventually sometime. Will we, though? Wow. I'm not sure. <laughs> did, did we just get fired? We're going to take it to a group vote. <laughs> we can have some of the things.
<laughs> you know, it, it, it is what it is. Yeah. Oh, it is what it, it is. It is what it is. The election results, Dang. guys. It is, it what, is it what it is. is. Is it, though? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we will see you all in the courts. All right. So <laughs> Nice. <laughs> all right. So uh, thanks for listening, and we will see you later. Bye.